0: Hello, and welcome to the Agency Dallas official podcast. This is episode four, and I'm excited about episode four. We have a amazing guest today, the leader, the CEO, the myth, the
1: legend, Mauricio Yamansky. Welcome, Mauricio. David, it's a pleasure to be here with you, I'm man. I'm so
0: happy for this. Visiting I've to-
1: Dallas, checking everything out. It's just been an unbelievable. The hospitality here is amazing. I just... Uh, I'm in awe of, like, our
0: launch and how everything's happened here in the last 24 hours, and tonight's going to be another amazing event. And Mauricio, of course, has uh, so many things going on in his life, and we're so thankful that he comes and visits us, so it's just a fantastic situation for everybody. I've got Brian McCauley on here as well with us, which is the Dallas Mortgage Man, and he is going to talk about all things fun and nothing uh, too dull today. (laughs) And then I've got Trey Stewart, which... uh, Trey is uh, one of our agents, if you haven't watched anything else, and he also has two podcasts on his own that he does amazing things with. So he's here for funny content, I would say. Can't wait. Accurate? Sure.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't
2: know. So,
1: what I do feel really good about is that uh, we've got, you know, Brian, right? Yeah. yeah. Brian decided to wear and comfort me with a Pelican Hill shirt uh, from Southern California. That's it, man. One of the so I, best spots out there. I appreciate there.
0: that a And lot. I broke ninety.
1: Yeah, that was specific to you, he said. He yeah, did a lot sure. of research on
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> and read for the firm, so everybody's winning. There you go. Yeah. So I have a whole big... You know, Q&A thing here, but I don't know if I'm going to go through all this, Mauricio. I think it's just like a fun conversation with you. Um, First of all, is it safe to talk about Dancing with the Stars at this point? because oh, we could talk about it. anything. Yeah, it is definitely safe to
1: talk about Dancing
0: <laughs> yeah, with the Stars. So you just uh, went out like literally two or three days ago that you're on the show and you're literally like going and doing events with us and also practicing. So we're all expecting great things. Uh He did show me something secret, which we may or may not be able to put on this podcast about him practicing. And it looked
1: pretty damn good, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah,
0: I was like, Mauricio still got it with those old
1: hips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, this has been just an absolutely incredible experience um, to be doing this and to learning how to dance. I mean, it's something I've never done. It's uh, completely, I'm completely out of my comfort zone. Oh, I am Um, too. I love dancing. um, But, you know, dancing, you know, at a bar, at a wedding, you know, at a nightclub, you know, whatever. I certainly have never, you know, learned how to like, actually move my feet and, you know, dance ballroom dancing with somebody while you're actually guiding them and leading them and all of that stuff. And it's just been... A really fun uh, experience so far, and I'm really looking forward. Hopefully I'll represent the agency well on Dancing with the Stars. We
0: were we were doing an over-under right before you got here earlier oh, of tell how me, tell me. long you go are going to go so I was like... Everyone's pretty confident. Everyone I, has a lot of faith that you're going to take yeah. it, take the mirror ball. I'd I like be shocked if it's not semifinals to finals. Nice, you know, but I like I really that. We don't even know who your competition is. Do you know? Who, who is
1: it? Well, who there's a lot about? of great competition. There's actually some really great uh, people. You know, Anybody oh, you're right actually right worried about? Um, you it's know, our so I haven't watched anybody dance yet, right? Mm-hmm. Because we haven't had done episode one, right? So episode one live, you know, be live this coming Tuesday, and uh, you know, then that's the first time I'll actually watch my competitors dance. So I don't, ha- I've never, you know, I don't have a point of reference to know if I'm doing great, bad, amazing, shitty. I have no idea. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and you traveled here with your partner from Dance with the Stars. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? you, I mean, you are full be in serious. on it. Like it's. The rehearsals just don't stop. Yeah, well, so wait.
1: this morning we went out for a four-hour rehearsal what? and I uh, believe to do dance, I'm already working. My first dance is the jive. Um, oh. and my second dance is the salsa so uh i'm already working on the second dance now nice. so
0: when when mauricio was posting his shirtless selfies on uh instagram <laughs> it was because he was getting in shape for dancing with the stars that's right that's the whole thing that's the real ah. reason why now we, we all know go-to. how did this and happen happened? he's not thirst trapping how'd you get recruited
1: <laughs> yeah it was i was actually out in europe with the family and and you know um i got an email that said you know we'd love to have you on dancing with the stars i happen to be with the family so it was kind of really convenient i had them all locked up on on the boat and uh, i'm like guys like uh, i got this email i got the invitation what does everybody feel about it you know and everybody was like oh i wouldn't do it i'm scared i'm like i could never do it and i'm like i, I feel like i could do it and then i uh, everybody gave me their support uh picked up the phone and i called up Rainey, the president of our of the agency which was you know critical for me i'm like hey Rainey, i got this uh opportunity like you know Obviously it's gonna take away four hours a day, but you know, I'm practicing primarily five to nine PM. Um so, you know, it's four hours of uh you know, not, not full work time, right? And um and so she's uh she's been super supportive. She's like, Yeah, go for it, but just be real, be vulnerable, be yourself, like don't, you know, don't do anything and you know, and go make us proud. So uh, I went and I went for it.
3: Nice man, good. I know the feeling. In 2012, I was on Family Feud. Remember that? So I got some experience <laughs> Dude, under the somebody lights. Somebody told me that. That's bond. YouTube at Macaulay Family, and I answered my question correctly, which is all that matters. <laughs> yeah. so for so the bond. record, even though the family lost last question,
0: last round, I came through with my, my request. So, so, all so this was you were still in the mortgage business then yeah. but you're talking about your family was on it. 2012
3: it like- so what happened was in 81 my aunt was miss texas third runner up for miss america and oh, they wow. went on and they lost oh. so my mom's had this whole thing of like she wants to get back she wants to win so in like 2011 they were putting on this whole deal downtown dallas yeah like hey we got to go down there and i'm like sure mom i love you we'll do whatever she so go down there it's like american idol there's like 50,000 people we stood in line for like 10 hours so i'm really? like what a, what a beat and of mm. course, we get there and I'm like, dude, I want to make my mom happy, dad happy. So we do the whole like, uh, family feud deal. And they pull us to the side. I'm like, you guys made it to the semis. Like, okay, great. Like, you guys make it to the finals. We'll call you. So we go home, three months go by, and we get a call. In July, come on out there, fly out, meet Steve Harvey, the whole shebang.
0: So it's like. This was still Steve
3: Harvey's era. Dude, yeah. Harvey's That's a great. long time great. Ago. First of all, great guy. Yeah. He was so nice. He good Christian he man in between uh breaks for us it's like 60 seconds like 15 minutes there he comes out does stand-up comedy oh, super cool I love it great experience so obviously this man is you no know, stranger to lights but being in lights for fame 2012 was a nice
0: experience so kudos to you for getting out there well that's awesome that sounds like a lot yeah, fun. No, fun you know I feel like that's one of my biggest fears is dancing in public you know really yeah it all depends I, on I, if you can I, dance I, or not I literally have done it maybe three or four times in my entire life well, like what kind of dance like yeah, what does that mean? My, like the first time I think I danced was like when my, my wife and I got married, like in public, like we're really dancing and it's like so awkward cause I don't know how to dance that well. And she doesn't know how to dance that well. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> then like you know you get forced into situations sometimes like everybody's on the dance floor and you're like
1: did you guys learn to dance for your wedding or did you no. just kind of no, 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 no. yeah no
0: just you know we got married so early i was like maybe this is like slow dancing at prom it's <laughs> <laughs> just a little on the hips just
2: tequila <laughs> reminds me i can do it you're
0: doing all kinds of stuff on those it's best when it's on when it's the like cuff after it. a few
2: drinks you just yeah. roll with it yeah just roll with it <laughs> who do you think is going to be your toughest critic of your family members?
1: um for the dancing, yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. I, I would say it's gonna, you know, my my daughter Sophia is always the toughest critic on on for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna say it's gonna be Sophia for sure. She's the youngest. No, Porsche's the youngest. Oh, Sophia is the second youngest. Okay, um, but she is just on my ass and criticizes and you know analyzes everything about me. So she's definitely gonna be. Uh, she's she's my daughter. Numbers. Alexia just loves everything I do. Right, so she's just gonna love it. Um, uh, and then Portia, you know the same way is going to just be happy and go lucky but sophia and farah is going to be you know loving it but sophia is going to be the biggest critic for sure
0: that's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the daughters most of them most of the time the daughters are definitely like daddy's girls and stuff and then you have like those situations in the family where like one of them do- definitely has a little bit more clash like for me it's my oldest son yeah all the is like my biggest critic yeah exactly. my son in between Happy with everything I do. My daughter adores me. My oldest son is like, I there's can do, always I one can do right. Nothing right in his mind. Like,
1: there's always one. There's to me. always one kid that is just <laughs> yeah has you you know is all over your ass. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing, uh, we like I was saying earlier, we had a podcast
0: earlier, and I had Zarr and uh, Jen Cameron on here, which are amazing agents from the agency. But we had a, like a little what one minute conversation about how amazing Mauricio is as an owner slash CEO. Mm -hmm. And I did want to talk about that for a second because, uh, when we launched the agency here in Dallas, we have, uh, it's, it's like you're starting into something, some territory that you don't really know and what to expect. And, uh, we flew around the country and saw a few of the agency offices open and we were very impressed with how the family atmosphere is. And also, how open armed everybody was. So we met Mauricio multiple times. And Mauricio literally is like, let's get on a group text and let's start texting any questions or anything that you have. And immediately responds. So we're talking about, okay, I'm not gonna name names on other brokerages, but let's name another brokerage where that would happen. Like just one, I don't know of one. Right. I mean, maybe some little small mom and pop thing, you know, here where like he's got 10 agents and he's, you know, doing the thing, but the big ones, like, who are you texting with the CEO of the company and the owners? Nobody. Well, thank you, man. And, no, and number one, what other brokerage out there that opens up a brokerage is anybody that works for the other brokerage locations going out to visit those? Nobody cares unless you're forcing them. To. No,
1: but exactly. Like with this situation, you know, with us, one of the most beautiful things is that all of our managing partners, they like, they get excited. They want They, they actually like get on the plane. They can't wait to meet you. They can't wait to see you. They can't wait to network. Um, it's a very, very exciting dynamic, and I, it's cool I, to watch. I, I praise you for starting that culture because
0: obviously it came from you. Thank You're you. You're the one that trickled down. We what did we say earlier? The shit
2: trickles down. I she said wants- shit trickles down from the top, but I think she meant leadership. <laughs> leadership. and then we like
1: <laughs> <laughs> corrected that.
2: That's what Jen said. But I mean, it shit yeah. does trickle down from the top. So like, thank you. So like, trick- yeah, the top. yeah the that's not, shit, that's not it's it's leadership.
1: Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I'm like you may
0: have that phrase wrong, Jen. I'm gonna yeah it's but lead, it's, is it the leadership or the leadership The leadership, <laughs> the leadership. <laughs> and that's exactly what we said like the leadership or is it the leadership yeah but I'll tell you Mauricio honestly man uh, we're gonna move past this but I I thank you for how you have set everything up and ran this company because everybody we hire on here is feeling like they are doing this together this is not like Megan and I are running this company and like we're the bosses and you're gonna bow down to us we're doing this as like as we grow, we're all growing together. This is is a brokerage where we are trying to assist agents on a daily basis and make it to where everybody feels that they are wanted and they are in an atmosphere that is co-collaborative and also having a family style atmosphere where your, your opinion matters, your presence matters. We want people coming into the office. And uh, so, thanks to you. Thank you for everything you've yeah, done. We that celebrate
1: everybody's uh, successes, and we, uh, you know, we, we 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 feel everybody's pain, and um, and it's just one, you know, big, you know, family that uh, that you know is operating and working together. The one thing I didn't say
0: last time, which I actually actually I had it as a fleeting thought, you know, because of course when you're talking about all this stuff, the amount of social media stuff that it happens with the agency, with other agents, and the amount of Shares and comments and likes and follows and all this stuff that's like the agency around the country, around the world, is all happening organically yeah. with all the agents, and it's 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 again something you just don't see. You don't see it anywhere. Like nobody's sharing stuff from other brokerages that are other agents. Like, look at this great job that this guy did in my brokerage. It doesn't exist. It's everybody's really like nice. everybody's like a competitor. You know, it's like you're competing with these other agents in the same brokerage. For us, we're like, great job. Look what he did. Look what we did. Look at they did. You know it's 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 fantastic so thankful we had a huge uh turnout last night uh for the actual ribbon cutting tonight is the rustic which we're gonna have hundreds of people that are gonna be there clients realtors
1: partners um Trey is gonna be there too, wherever he falls into yeah. this. I just category. wish he told me to bring my drinking boots, man. I brought, you know, these Louis Vuitton sneakers. I mean I gotta yeah. go buy some. There's
0: a boot good. store on every corner here. You can slide and get you yeah, a pair
3: of go, go to
0: Takaba's up the street and get you some snakes again or some croc or some crocodiles. You fit right in. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, where's this guy from? <laughs> um okay, so Trey had some questions that I think are more um relatable to like like I'll give you an example. I'm holding a couple of his questions, so I'm going to tell you: Dancing with the Stars, Lisa Rinna or Erica Jane, which one would you
2: choose? Well, no, that wasn't dance. the question. <laughs> it's have, have they given you any sort of tips? Because you have you have a lot of friends that have been on the show. Have they given you any tips to to take home the mirror ball?
1: I, I actually have. I have a really good friend and a client of mine, uh, Evan Lysacek. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know who that is. Yeah, he, he won the gold medal for figure skating, and I think he came in second and on uh, on. Um, dancing with the stars and i've been talking to him quite a bit and he's given me some really good advice um i have not spoken with erica or, or 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 rena or any of the housewives about it yet um you know but i think uh but evan i think has been you know my primary guy right now so what what is some of his advice that he's given you well look i mean at the end of the day on this thing it, you just said you, you you gotta have fun yeah um you gotta have fun you gotta be vulnerable it is a dance competition. But it's also about the audience and, you know, making a connection so that people feel like they're part of your journey, you know, as you're dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Your dancing journey with your, your, your partner. Um, so I think that there's a little bit of both. Um, and so we have to be vulnerable. We have to be open. Um, and we gotta dance our asses off, man.
2: <laughs> I cannot imagine <laughs> what your schedule looks like. What
0: is, it must what, what is be the insane. timeline here? Like, once it starts, what is it like? Is it a is it a two week process? What is
1: it, bro? It is so hard. So basically, this thing starts next Tuesday. So a couple of days from, uh, less than a week from today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, and then you gotta learn a new dance every single week. So uh, you know, you you finished the live performance on Tuesday. You make it. You survive. Wednesday morning, you wake up and you know. The Foxtrot, like, boom, got to learn it, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, live on Tuesday. The next day, you know, Wednesday comes, you know, boom, salsa. Got to learn it, you know, boom. Uh, And and it just goes on and on like that. So literally every week, uh, your pro is critical because your pro is the one that does all the choreography. um, And, you know, your pro has to, you know, choreograph to your skill level. Uh, and so, obviously, you know, the harder you work and the more you work, you're going to get a nicer, funner dance. So, um, so when you'll start this
0: process and you're going through it, it's eliminations every day, right? Every every week. Every, every week. Yeah. So so you could be back home as little as the first week. I could, yeah. That sucks. He I won't guess.
2: be, but he could be. He just won't. You know, my buddy
3: was the <laughs> first yeah. one on Survivor that jumped out of the boat. I was like, bad mistake. Don't be the Ooh. first one to get off. And he didn't even get 15 minutes of fame. It was 10. So, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Pick and I'm choose, while Wiley. Survivor. There's no way. That, that show looks Do you get any choices on the dances or it's just like, hey, whatever pops up, you plug and play with your choreographer and you go?
1: Though you get some choices, you get a lot of creativity creative uh, opportunities um on everything they're really good at that you know in terms of uh, your costumes your outfits your uh, the music that you get to choose um all I of like that, that, that stuff but all right. uh, it's a yeah, lot that's of helpful fun. yeah um what so, about buying uh buying beverly hills season two Oh, now now we're talking! So more fun too. I'm very excited about season two. It's going to be already wrapped. Incredible season. Yeah, uh, we're finishing uh, the production's all done. The filming's all finished right now. Oh, they finished all the episodes now. All all uh, the, the, they're cutting them right now. Okay, um, so we're in the middle of cutting, but we filmed some incredible, incredible content. Nice. Um, I think you know we we uh, Netflix bought ten episodes this time instead of eight, so we have an That's extra two episodes, which will be kind of cool. It'll go to number one. I think we will, and, uh, and we've got so much content that we could probably cut 16 episodes out of this thing.. Really? So I think one of the things that you know that the editors are having the hardest time with right now is uh, is cutting it into 10 episodes because of how much great real estate you know porn we have, um, how much great uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that in that episode. Content, you know, drama, <laughs> um, lessons. <laughs> opportunities we actually do a uh a live auction on that on 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 buying Beverly Hills this year oh really so like that's like, kind of fun like a live auction where like y'all are standing at a house and people are actually we sell the b- steps. B- uh, uh, pl- uh you know uh I think we were asking 26 million 28 million dollars for the house we sell a 28 million dollar house at auction with the gavel dropping boom really nice yeah. cool. I don't think that's ever been done. Or I don't so think that before. is. I was about to say, <laughs> that's the first. Yeah. That's a
0: badass. So what? Why, how did it come about like that, though? Like the seller just said, like, what's... Well, you're t- going to have to tune in to watch, I, I'm going to... That's <laughs> the... That's
3: it, yeah. Be tight. Let it build.
2: I was talking to some other agents about buying Beverly Hills the other day, and we were talking about how we really appreciate compared to some other real estate shows it really shows it shows new agents there's seasoned agents it kind of shows you every facet of the industry it just feels yeah. more real than some of the other shows that are that are out right now how do you feel like reality real estate shows have changed real estate
1: well um i think one of the unique things that we have is that we have a bunch of real estate agents on television that are really busy, right? And mm-hmm. They've got they're active, they're doing stuff, and so be- because of that, um, it's a lot easier, you know, to find content to film, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and and so I think that that's you know very exciting. So you start with the people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you guys here in Dallas have one of our stars of buying Beverly Hills, yeah. Lisa Platt, which is kind of cool. So that you know she's she kind she's by uh, not by coastal but by well, you know, twin cities. What, what should we she, call it?
0: California and Dallas,
1: and um,
0: she actually stays with your daughters when she's there in town. And stuff. yeah, she
1: stays at Fair's <laughs> house.
0: Yeah, she's like, she's like, I wasn't, I wasn't really the bad guy on that show. <laughs> well,
1: they glamorized it, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the, the things truth. that you know, real estate agents, you know, particularly new real estate agents, they get into the business and they think that they're gonna, you know, snap, snap, make three hundred grand, right? Like, that's not the way it works, right? We all know that. But the uh, but the reality shows make it seem like that's the way it works, right? Yeah. And so there's definitely made it you know more um, more of a glamorized job. Uh, by the same token, uh, and, and and I think a lot of people come in and then they leave because they can't survive, right? Because they don't realize that it's what it actually takes to make money in this industry and what it actually you know the the staying power. It's not easy. I mean, it's. Uh, And We all know it's it's a major, major grind. It's a grind, but it's also a lot of rejection.
0: A lot of rejection. I think that's the thing that probably gets agents the most demotivated is like if they get a no and they get another no, they're like, I can't do this job. Or they don't have like, I guess you'd call it the stamina to continue to go out there and hustle and try to make sales that are organic. A lot of agents will get their real estate license and then think their phone's about to start ringing. They post on Facebook and Instagram. I'm a realtor, and they're like, "Okay, now it's time to yeah. time for that to Yeah, yeah. So
1: they they and of course like I love the. They go three months in, they haven't earned a the check. They're like, "How am I going to survive?" Right. I, you, you're like, bro, like you should have been prepared for a year.
0: And I and I think, <laughs> I think I think I think when Trey's asking these questions about like how does the how do these reality shows really shape it, I think it gives, it and and it's it's good and bad. I mean, you always have good and bad with a lot of reality shows, but. I think it gives them a false sense of like, you're going to be pulling up in a Bentley next year showing houses because you got your real estate license and right. all these, all these sellers that are, that have $10 million houses are going to use whoever they contact. I mean, it's a very specific style. And one thing that um, I think is amazing about what you've done with your real estate career is in the 2008 bust when it happened, uh czar was in here talking about this too, <clears throat> because I love this story, but you see the market tank. You see the market in a situation where nobody's selling or buying houses. And what do you do? Double down. You double down on it. And I was like, that's double ballsy, down. dude. Because you get a lot. You get like the everybody on, in the entire world at this point, including myself, which I was not actually a real estate agent, but I was selling for a builder at the time. Back in 2008, I was sitting in a model home waiting for people to walk in the door Yeah, and nobody was walking nobody in. Nobody was arriving. I was sitting there for months yeah. and nobody's walking in the door. So I'm thinking, man, I got to get my real estate license. I got to go where the business is at this yeah. point. So when I heard your story that you became one of the number, or even what was it? The number one agent in California or the number two or something during this time Yes, yeah, so Because you actually started your advertising at that point hot and heavy and made it to where like, I'm going to own this market now.
1: Yeah, so what I did is during this time, I was thinking to myself, well, what can I do to differentiate myself, right? Right. How can I double down? And I remember my grandfather always telling me, he would always tell me this, he goes, Mauricio, you know, in life, you buy low, you sell high. You don't need to be the lowest, you don't need to be the highest, right? And so it's like, just, and and you can take that principle and and do it on anything, the stock market, real estate, um, anything, right? Uh, Textiles, whatever, right? And the whole point is like you don't need to be greedy. You don't need to buy the lowest and you need to sell the highest. Buy low, sell high. Very simple. When everybody's buying, you sell. When everybody's selling, you buy, right? And so I'm sitting to myself and I'm thinking to myself, okay, everybody's selling right now, right? There's no buyers, right? So and there's no but there's no action. So but I don't have enough money to go. I mean, if I had money during that time, I would have bought every, I didn't, you know, I would have bought every apartment building and every multifamily. Right. Could you imagine? Thing. I would have been like a where it would be today. millionaire today. Absolutely. I didn't have that money, but what did I have? I had enough money and I'm looking there and I'm staring at this thing. And I, and I, and I, and I realize that the LA Times, the newspaper, because back then we still used to advertise in yeah. newspapers. Okay. but <laughs> um, believe it or not, in 2008, we were still advertising in newspapers. Not today. Right. I mean, I haven't taken that out of the newspaper in a long, long no. time. No. Um, They'll do them for free for you now. Yeah, I look at the newspaper and it's empty. Like there's, you know, it went from you know sixty pages of advertisements to like two. Yeah, and I think to myself, the light bulb goes off, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna own the newspaper. I pick up the phone, I call up the LA Times, I cut a deal for a year. I'm like, I want twelve pages in the newspaper, you know, and uh, and I'm buying, you know, the year. So all of a sudden, you open up the newspaper, and there's twelve pages of me and two pages of everybody else. Right. And what appears is that I'm the only one doing business. Right. Right? So all of a sudden, I start gaining market share. i gaining market share. Everybody's calling me because I'm the only one that's doing business. Right? Uh, create the market share. At the end of the year, I submit my numbers. And uh, they come back. And I was number one in California. And I was number seven in the country that year. That's amazing. I'm mm-hmm. wow. serious. And, and that's that how going.
0: simple it could be with the right <laughs> mindset. You know? It's like, that's just such a good story. And and really, like, what has happened since then to you has now been like legendary. I mean, you're a legend in the business now. Thank like literally. You, and uh, and it's just, it's fantastic. I, I I love that story because I love how like, and, and at the time, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were just getting started,
1: right? With the agency? No, I was not. Um, at that time I had been in the business, the agency started in 2011. Yeah. At that time it was 2008. So it was still three years before I ever thought about the agency. Okay. Um, I ended up, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, continuing to be the number one agent in California during all of those years. I, I ended up becoming the number three agent in the country, never made number two or number one. Number one, by the way, is here. Um, uh, Ben Caballero picked up the phone, called his ass, and I said, <laughs> I, I said, hey, Ben, I just want to talk to the person I'm never going to reach or chase anymore, and I just wanted to have your, I just want to hear your voice before I quit chasing your ass. Well, I mean,
2: I feel like I grew up with the agency, like... When I was 15, 16, I watched the agency be conceptualized on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, and then, you know, kind of watched that grow. And so, when it came time to buy a house, the agencies would pop in my head. But that's
1: just, I just knew it. I love that. So now we have a Dallas office. Now I yeah, that I nice, nice house. Beer. I love yeah. that. that's a great story. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. I want to make sure we touch on in terms of reality and 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 real estate and all that stuff. The one good thing that has come from it. Uh, because that to me is glamorized, and that's kind of a bad thing because people just have the wrong perceptions. Though, uh, but there is a great thing that's come from it. I think that pre the pre all of these shows, uh, real estate agents were considered a notch above a used car salesman. Okay. True. And because of the glamorization, we've actually seen a much better quality of people enter the real estate world. Um, and we have really great, smart, um, professionals in the business now. Um, and so I feel like we've definitely leveled up on, on, uh, on the quality of the people in terms of representing our clients and customers and, you know, some of them, you know, Sometimes their most important transaction they'll ever do in their life.
0: Well, yeah. it's also I think it's almost almost like it's it's a natural selection at this point too because like you have I, I don't remember the number of like agents that get their real estate license every year and then the number that actually don't renew every yeah. year. it's like this. It's, it's, this, it's this. It's like this massive amount of in and out. Like yeah. it's it's always like this. You know, fulcrum point of whatever. But I would say that um, the agents that make it through, like you said are the agents that are really out there hustling every day and they're not just sitting around waiting for their phone to ring and some some people are going to do what they do in any industry but you can obviously see when somebody's on a really you're still selling hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate which I love I, have, I love that you're love still it. doing it I I never want to see you I lost back. a listing today and I was
1: pissed off as fuck <laughs> <laughs> see it so happens so to pissed. everybody <laughs> it happens to everybody yeah it I, I, gave, I gave the best great of listings today <laughs> I'm putting on the market you know um, an amazing a uh, um Condo project that we're bringing onto the market. That's going to oh no, uh, hell yeah! Where is it? Extraordinary! It's in Los Angeles. Um, it, it's the Fairmont. It's uh, it's in Century City. Uh, we're Beautiful. bringing it onto the market this uh, this week. We're launching. I was just on the phone before coming here talking about our launch party. We're gonna have an extraordinary party. Hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna come. Uh, you gotta come to that. <laughs> we, you actually should come to that. It's gonna be it's gonna be. A I'm sick gonna. Party. I'm definitely gonna make Congrats it. Congrats on that. It's gonna be a sick party. You but I also lost today uh, a seventy million dollar listing. Son of a butch. Uh, should we blast so- him out right now? Who do they go to? So shits. They'll you know. never hear this podcast, I promise you. <laughs> but it's part of the it's part of the reality, man. It's part of being it's just part of like our business is. and our grind and I you know, it's uh it, it it goes both ways, you know, and at the end of the day, you do, we got to work our asses off in order to get things done. 10 agents can meet 10 people and all
0: 10 agents will get different listings. Yeah. It's never it's never if you have if you have a very good great Uh, high-end real estate agents that are all vying for the same thing it's going to come down to personality at that point they're going to like somebody better than others and it happens to everybody so like I'm so like obviously 70 million is a big deal Um, but uh, for me I'm like it doesn't even affect me anymore
1: like if I don't get a listing I'm just like well screw it By the way, this it is. This what it week, is. not today—but this week we we we, we achieved a uh, a forty-five million dollar listing and a, and a, beautiful and a thirty-two million dollar listing and a, and you know so yeah I got two listings oh I forgot to ask seventy you. that I lost you know I'd rather have them all and have one hundred and forty instead yes. of seventy but uh, it is what it is
0: <laughs> well you know I think I think um, I think. At some point, someday, when you decide that, you know, you're not going to sell real estate anymore, whatever it is, maybe when you die, <laughs> <laughs> you will you will definitely be satisfied with your real estate career, of what you've accomplished. And there's a finite amount of people on this planet that are going to be able to do something like what you've done. Hats off to you. Um, the other thing, though, I was going to say, because the last time we talked, I said, who's going to beat you? And you said, Santi may beat me this year. Is that
1: still, you think, happening or No. So I am no longer the number 1 agent in the company. Um that has changed that changed uh, uh probably uh 2 years ago. Yeah. Um who was I it? told everybody I go and I you know people that I knew were going to do amazing things such as Santiago um uh, James and David. I love James and David. They are fantastic. James and David are are fantastic
0: human beings. I I awesome. literally I, I when I went to the Enman yeah. uh uh launch in new york and we went to inman the uh, conference but y'all were also launching new york at that yep. time we sat there's two panels that we sat on the first panel was um at the actual new york office being launched yeah and that panel was amazing yeah and then we went to an inman panel and james was on it yeah and when i say i came into it not thinking any bias towards the agency i was literally going to be like let's hear this panel let's see who does great james Freaking crushed it! Yeah, I was just like, this dude could sell anything to anybody. He's he's got all the gifts that anybody could ever have in this business. He's got
1: that beautiful British accent, of
0: course. And but
1: he's he's got he's the So
0: knowledgeable about so much, like he is. The way that they started their career door knocking the neighborhoods that they wanted, and still do it to this day. Charismatic. It's so amazing. Yeah, he's literally like telling people, "I would walk up to a gigantic house with the gated front, push the buzzer." and asked them to let me through the gate so I could talk to them about selling their house. Yeah. And some people opened the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Not that's crazy. It's great. It's I do bossy. the art of storytelling. People are drawn into that yeah. stuff. It's cool. I yeah. mean, of course, and he like you said, he's got the British accent and very... <laughs>
2: uh, I'd open I'm, the I'm, gate for thinking. some man with a British accent. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's like, it's like a nice nice. maybe a I'll try minute. that on my
1: next cold <laughs> call. I'll yeah. work yeah. on it i love it because it's just I mean, can you convert a texan accent into a british accent i doubt it y'all i doubt it <laughs> i'll try i'll try um so
0: what is da- okay so dancing with the stars is coming up that we're all gonna watch that we're actually gonna do a watch party for by the way nice. I love yeah that. it'll be like and we're gonna vote more importantly we're gonna vote yeah that's we'll, more important yeah we need yeah.
1: you guys to vote yeah and all that you guys oh, 100%. To vote, what we need to do to vote. just
0: think if the whole agency voted for you man you'd win well, we need to make I sure mean, we're talking not. about hundreds, a- that's a of thousands, across yeah. the world, yeah. and all their family. I mean, let's go, dude. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, okay, and then <laughs> this, this question. What? No, okay, wait. So, if,
2: if some of these questions are bad. No. I didn't write them. Okay, but if they
0: good but are good, it, then I wrote good, it. Good, this question. Man. This question is funny because I'm Trey, good. Trey walked around our office uh, two days ago, and he's got this, you know, his phone facing towards me and him. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to do a podcast with Mauricio. What questions do y'all want us to answer? And um, so he, like, put a little bubble in there that says you can ask a question. So he got questions. And one of them is, what does
2: Mauricio smell like? <laughs> that was asked more than once. The questions oh, were, were surprising. But people are very interested to know what you smell like. Brian? Yeah. Do you want to answer that question?
1: So far, so good. Man, yeah, as far as I can go. I mean, brain. I think the best person to answer that question is my wife, Kyle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: let's
1: call her. What cologne do you wear? Uh, that, that's a good question. Creed. Oh, oh that's, that's a sponsored by Creed. That's a good one. I not heard of that one. I'm so out of the cologne world we these days. You Creed's great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an amazing cologne, and uh, I recommend it. So, yeah. We'll
0: get it for you. I <laughs> thought there you were Dracar. What's that? Dracar. No, no, not your car, No, but I did buy Peter. He wears spice. I did buy Peter Millar <laughs> a gift for the hundreds and thousands of dollars that I spent at Peter Millar. I got a gift for, for free cologne. It smells pretty good. I was like, I'll never. hundred grand it's it, they, yeah, they can do they throw you a smell. Um, okay, so the other one that everybody asked for was like. What's happening next with uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Did y'all wrap that one
1: already? So the Housewives is uh, the Real Housewives is dra- wrapped. Um, they are also uh, finishing, you know, producing. You know, I mean, it's no secret, obviously, that uh, you know, um, a lot of news broke, you know, back in uh, July, right before the July Fourth, and uh, uh, you know about my wife and I and our issues and what we're dealing with. Um, and uh, the Housewives, uh, Brian Beverly Hills, was still filming during the time. So we're definitely going to be addressing some of those issues on, on, on Bind Beverly Hills. The housewives picked up the cameras and started to film again to address some of those issues. So there's no question that that's going to be part of the drama. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. But a lot of people said that that was like planted in the news, so yeah, we could I'm I, I going to destroy my life to his match it uh, in the news, so that people can get more entertainment. Mauricio's, Mauricio's making uh, anonymous calls, he, calls. Yeah, I keep six. I keep hearing that the paparazzi <laughs> keep asking me that. I'm like, yeah, what? Like, I mean, if you guys actually, you know, if people actually think I'm, you know, I'm that smart. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm, am i that smart <laughs> or that conniving i don't even know i don't even know what the right thing is but if people actually think we're that conniving to get you know that going i mean like that was a, an absolute blow um we, we we you know we were dealing with our own things kind of super quietly internally just our own issues i mean certainly not you know we're not you know separated we're not divorced at this point we are not any of that stuff we're still dealing with our you know, marriage, we've been married for 27 years now together and uh, it's been, a you know, an amazing 27 years and it's been a difficult, you know, it's been an amazing 26 years and it's been a difficult one year. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Kyle and I are blessed where we actually had 26 years that, you know, we did not have a bad year. And I know most marriages have, you know, bad months, bad weeks, bad years. No, right? absolutely. Um, and so I have no idea where we'll end up at this point, but to play it out on two rea- reality television shows. That's tough. Everybody yeah. watching it, everybody with a fucking opinion, you know, it's a lot. So, no, uh, it's, it's,
0: uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's like that, um, you know, that situation where, like, if you put yourself out there, you're going to get external influences that you most of the time don't want to have to deal with, but you do have to deal with it because there's so many things that float around. And, like, that's just for anything when you're putting the optics out there for everything. So And everybody loves, I think, Kyle and Mauricio together, so hopefully any issues that y'all have are going to be able to be worked out and stay together forever. And...
1: I would be going to a mm-hmm. beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, you guys are both great people. I like
1: how I smell. That's, that <laughs> is most important. It, to be continued. That <laughs> is <laughs> most <laughs> important. Maybe I switched colognes. That's what the problem was. Huh? <laughs> you
3: need some of, <laughs> <laughs> of Damon's <laughs> <laughs> Old Spice. You need some of Damon's Old Spice.
0: Switch it up. I, st- I still got some Old Spice in <laughs> Somewhere. In the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Laying them back. Uh okay so let's go to um see what well I don't know about this one this, what's your favorite strain of marijuana <laughs> Okay like, this
2: was that? asked a lot oh, a wow. lot <laughs> There were a lot of weed questions <laughs> and okay. I was like okay
1: huh Well you know, know, so, know Mauricio is so, a big weed dude Well <laughs> I smoke Okay, you know, awesome a question about that. I'm not. I don't know if I'm a big weed dude. I'm still not <laughs> Snoop Dogg or
2: Teach Marin or anything. The, the way kind. people were asking, uh,
1: I thought you were like the Snoop Dogg of real estate. It was so. I'll tell you where that came from. So it's kind of a funny thing, and I don't know if you watched this episode or not, but one of the most iconic episodes for me. So we're in Hawaii. Um, thank God, my daughter's 15 and a half years old, because now I can talk about it openly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we, we've had <laughs> the conversation now. But uh, so uh, you know, we're in Hawaii and we're filming The Housewives. We're on our way to Camille Grammer's uh, wedding, and um, I decided to to take an edible, right? Um, and so I popped the edible. We we were we were between filming. Uh, we had just wrapped filming. We had like a three-hour break, and in my world, I'm gonna pop an edible. I'm gonna go to the ocean. I'm gonna you know oh, just relax. try to surf, relax, <laughs> chill, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm good. So I popped the edible. And I go to the ocean. I come back. And I'm like, fuck, nothing happened. It didn't work. It didn't hit me today. You know, whenever... No, don't tell me you did another. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but uh, somehow or another, it took forever to kick in. So all yeah. of a sudden, we're now filming again. We're uh, filming a dinner, and it starts hitting. But when I say hitting, it hits the hardest I've ever hit. And it's hitting, like, right as the cameras are going up. <laughs>
2: right. uh, Man,
1: we're live. <laughs> and so I got nothing. I, I don't know what's going on. I see the cameras. I'm laughing. I'm getting high as a kite. As it's all go happening and so there's been lots of memes. About this, uh, on, on I haven't seen all them. Over, oh, they're all over the place <laughs> because of this. I actually now have memes with me and Snoop Dogg, with me and Cheech, all of this type <laughs> of thing. And so now, you know, I've become an expert in uh, in marijuana, uh, which is fine. I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I prefer to smoke uh, sativa or hybrid for sure. That's a, uh, that's a sativa hybrid, mm-hmm. uh, pre- prominently, uh, predominantly. And, uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, it, it is.
2: That was an <laughs> iconic episode. Have you watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I have, but I did not see that episode.
0: But I actually do like the show because. Trey, did
1: you watch that episode? Oh yes. Yeah, you, see, oh, you know what I'm talking. Oh about. yeah, yeah. I, it was I, good. I got high as a kite on camera.
0: It was. It was good. It was really good <laughs> reality television. It was. Yeah. I was. I actually <laughs> uh, thought of when, when we were talking about doing this podcast. I thought of like my probably mo- most impactful moment on the Real Housewives uh, with you was so i think this was before or right around the time i got my real estate license so it was early um what is that what are, how many how many years has uh, this been on done, now I what, what is y'all season season? Or season 13. okay so, so it I, had, pretty much so, one but season so. two was the one that you actually did the agency I launched the agency so, yeah. right mm-hmm. okay so that was the season because uh, um we were we we're sitting there late in bed watching the show and um megan starts telling me my wife about uh, mauricio uh, started the real estate company the agency and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I never heard of that that company. She's like, yeah, because he just started it. Yeah, <laughs> I was the new about it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, let's let's check it out. And then the one of the episodes in that season, I don't remember which one, but you walk in the door, and Kyle says, "How was your appointment?" You said, "Really good. I just paid for the media room." Like, <laughs> yeah, I just paid for the media yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because I'm like, that's literally how we live our lives. Like, I just closed the sale, so now we can get this. Yes, you know? exactly, yes. And just so you know, I haven't seen the weed episode, but tonight I'm popping a
3: gummy, and I'm going to find it, so I'll yeah, let you nice, know. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'll so report you, back tomorrow. Yeah, you you know,
0: pop it tonight, because you're going to be sure on this
3: right tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah.
1: night, and then just make sure you, I, I need to know your opinion on
0: that. 100%. Account. But isn't it funny how, like, in the real estate world, you literally, you pick and choose what you're going to do because of what your backlog is. All the different things of, like, okay, well, this is what's coming in this month, so I'm going to do this this month, you know, and that's, that's where it kind of, of like really hit home for me is like that's how we live our lives
1: (laughs) well and i think one of the most important things that uh, people don't understand that are outside of the real estate world is that we're only as good as our last deal absolutely Uh, absolutely done on to the next right done on to the next like there's no building blocks right unless you become a real agent and you have you know multiple listings multiple things exactly that that stuff going on you know and otherwise you're just you know you're you're only as good as your last deal or your last deal you know if you're not on it could be your last
0: yeah and and of course and of course when you're thinking about like all the volume that we do as like top producing agents in the business it's 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 constant you have to find your next deal yep you're not just like oh my god I just executed an 8 million dollar contract I'm good you're like, okay, on to the next.
1: Well, I think that's what separates the great agents from the mediocre agents, right? The mediocre agents, and I see it happening in my office and in our company all the time, right? Like, they close a big deal, I'll pick up the phone, I'll call them, I'm like, congratulations on your deal. I'm on vacation. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm taking off to Cabo. I'm like, taking off to Cabo? Yeah, I I just closed a big deal. I'm like, you know, the the great agents, you know, that are the top, they're not taking off to Cabo after, you know, a good deal. They're like fucking... You know, that deal's over. What's next? Next. Yeah. Next. 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 What's, next? what's yeah. next? You know, that's the big difference. The, it's funny, it's
0: the funny thing, I was talking to an agent uh, here in my office the other day. And we're talking about, you know, what's coming up for closings and stuff. And he's like, oh, I got this one. I got this one. And I said, and he's like, you have a good one closing soon. And I was like, yeah, I've got a $5 million closing uh, next week. And then I've also got a $575,000 closing this week. So it's like, it doesn't matter the spread, right? You're going to sell what you're going to sell and you're going to you're gonna close what comes across your plate and you're going to close it. But when you think about like ultra luxury agents, like in some areas, like Dallas's uh, average price point, I think is still like around $475,000. So you get like all these different things that'll come across and there's for every multi-million dollar sale, there's about fifty under a million dollar sales you know and this is just you know the the world we live in so like you know for you guys y'all have gotten to a level in that office where some of the stuff that y'all close is like some of the nicest houses on the planet i mean literally like the ones that you're saying you just got under or you just got listings for for 35 45 million dollars like that's 80 million dollars in volume but how many agents in their careers can say that that's my normal listings Mm -hmm. None. Few, <laughs> very few. Next to none. Yeah. Very few, and I and I love that about this business and this in this brokerage because you guys have really set the bar for all these other offices that are opening across the country. And when we think about the agency, we think about luxury because it's now been set to where like your marketing level, your agents that come over, it's all these people that really want to be in that volume, but they're also hardworking agents. We're not we're not hiring anybody who just got our, their licenses. You know, we talked about this in the last episode. The, the the level of what we want is agents that are doing pretty well, but they also want to scale their business. Brian and I, uh, you know, work with a lot of agents here in our office that they're good agents, but they're also 8 to $10 million in volume. Yeah. You know, so like they have Not the ability cool to continuously scale their business, but they need help on a brokerage level. Yeah. And the marketing aspect that we do with the agency is putting them in a uh, Brett Whitfield that works uh, in our office, he's going to love this because he literally came from a different brokerage and I'll, I don't care who's going to listen to this uh, out there. This is where he came from. And and then he's he says, okay, so it's my team and I is like $25 million in volume, which is really just him and two other guys. But, and a lot of brokerages out there, you're just a number. You know, you really are. I mean, I was a, running a $100 million a year team at before we left, and I had zero assistance from that company, yeah. zero. So Brett comes over here with his team, and we start doing PR for him. We start doing marketing for him. He's like, "I now feel like I'm somebody." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like you are. Like you don't even know like how little the amount of agents do that kind of production. Yeah, I mean it's literally like in the single digit percentages. Yeah, the mass majority of agents across the country are five million or less in volume. That's right. I mean it's literally just the finite amount that's like over 20 million in volume it's a big it's a big amount of, um, of uh sales so of course when you see agents like that work for the agency like czar earlier two three hundred million dollars in volume jen cameron two hundred million dollars in volume uh santi 300 plus what is santi going to be at this year do you know oh, santi's
1: breaking 500 million i mean come on wow if, by the way, that's, that's crazy a team. He doesn't have yeah a team. no, it's all but him that's him yeah i
0: can't even imagine the amount of time and effort you have to put into I mean, to make it to
1: David or with their team are gonna hit 700, 800 million, maybe
0: a billion. If if a team hit a billion by themselves, where would that put them across the country? Yeah, pretty crazy, right? I
1: mean, wouldn't that be like in the top? So yeah, if you mean, look, three? I don't even know nowadays. Nowadays <laughs> nowadays the whole the whole uh ranking thing to me has just gotten so stupid because um they you know, back when I was doing it, nobody was cooking their numbers. Yeah, or uh, closing a shitload off market. Yeah, today people <laughs> are cooking their numbers. Absolutely. Uh, there's also you know teams, and I'm seeing people. You know, I'm seeing uh, people. You know, sign uh, sign up as the small team division, and they actually have you know large teams. You know, they sign up on this, and they or as individuals, and they actually have a team of five. Like, yeah, right, and so they're putting so all, like, the, all the production under their t- under their own name. All the production yeah. under their own name. So it, it, that's all just become a bit of a mess, right? Um, so it's just different world today. Well, to the, really pro- the problem I think <laughs> I, the problem I think for some of this is is
0: not necessarily that the the on the MLS there's a lot of obviously real data that you can use, but a lot of these agents that do say that they made you know whatever amount of volume and they say they did it off market. Well, that's what we were talking about last night. That's technically a problem because of the uh, clear cooperation. Right. Right. So well,
1: we're allowed to do off market deals. We're just not allowed to advertise. Exactly. That. Yeah.
0: So, um, so then that, that bothers me. Like when I'm looking at people's rankings and stuff, when they're coming in to interview with us and they'll say, Oh no, I did 10 million off market. I'm like, great. But is it real? <laughs> yeah, can I actually Hard to it? prove, right? <laughs> Speaking
3: of rankings, I'm curious with your experience. What do you rank Dallas on up and coming cities, desirable places to live economic boom. You get yeah. to travel a whole lot. You've seen a lot with the COVID boom things here and there. We know, but what's your feeling on the city next five years? What do you
1: see? I think Dallas is, is, is just a great, great city um i'm actually i I love it here i've been here multiple times we've been wanting to open in dallas now for at least five years Mm -hmm. um and i am so happy and so proud to be here with you guys um but you know i've gotten i I live in aspen half the time of my life and and you know i'm sure you guys know that a lot of dallas spends quite (laughs) a lot yeah a lot and so i've gotten an opportunity to meet a lot of people from dallas and you guys you know you have a uh an incredible city, and it's an incredible city because of the people that live here. It's a very pro-business city. Um, the people are, are are just, you know, constantly, like, driving. There's an amazing driving force that I don't see in other cities uh, from people in terms of really wanting to be. And then I'm talking about business only right now. Right, right. Uh, you That's know, really true. wanting to be entrepreneurs, you know uh business forward doing things like it's a really great dynamic city from that perspective and you know i mean it's got a great lifestyle i mean you guys have some some of the best golf courses in the world you all know that i like to play golf and uh you know you've got some great you know restaurants and and it's it's just a great city and it's in the middle of the country so you can really travel anywhere um how does this statistic strike you great real estate i mean highland park Park Cities, all that yeah, stuff. Just so right
3: now, weather, sports no. teams, economic boom. City, I think it's right on the now.
0: map. I don't think it's ever going to go backwards. No, it's no. going backwards. Um, how's, how about this statistic? Top are you
1: going to talk about Dak Prescott now? No. No? no. Different statistics. <laughs> it's, <good>. it's too hard. Good first two <laughs> weeks, though, for it's sure. Yeah. And that's fucking defense. Let's just talk about the defense. Smothering. Oh, my God. Sorry. Go ahead for Stats. When you said stats, I thought we were talking football.
2: One,
0: <laughs> one, one stat recently shocked me, which was uh, Dallas was in the top five cities in the United States for ten plus million dollar sales. Amazing. Is that is that wild? That's wild. I mean, we're living in like the, that's wild like an area where like you wouldn't call it one of the most prestigious ultra high luxury homes, but now it's turned into that because. The amount of people that have relocated here and all the builders, yeah, the amount of money here shocks me sometimes because where we're standing right now or sitting, is University Park, Highland Park, and the price per square foot on some of these houses that are on the market are some of the highest in the world. What the houses are hundred dollars a foot, eighteen hundred dollars a foot, two thousand dollars a foot. It's crazy. I mean, the houses
1: are incredible too, and some of them are. Dallas big, right? Oh,
0: of course. Like, you know, they they call it the Texas mansion, but I'm telling you, like there's a house on the market right now in this area that is uh, 18,000 square feet and they want 25 million for it.
1: I mean I hear everything's bigger in Dallas, right, Trey?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's pointing to the pointing to the shirt that he's wearing right now for <laughs> us. For our, yeah, for our event. Um, Brian, what's going on in the world of market
1: for uh real estate rates and Yeah, I mean, we all you, need to what, know about I mean, when are we gonna start coming down again, Brian?
3: Yeah, well, you hit it you you hit it on the head earlier. I mean, people see opportunity. I tell everybody higher interest rates temporarily are a buyer's best time. You can go back two years ago and get a rate at $399, but you'd probably be upside down in the house. So I think the people that understand and know, hey, would you rather have 699 right now, maybe get a deal on a house and bounce back and make some equity in 24 months and refi, probably a better time. Uh, rates drop down a percent in a year, great for the payment. Where's the house going kind to of be? Is it cheaper
0: cheaper? Uh, but didn't the Fed say that they were not going to increase by the end of the year? They're holding right now, but they follow inflation. That's good news, I mean, that's but the
3: they
1: energy also energy said that. they're not going to decrease. Yeah, not this year. I think
3: right. what you'll see is you'll see them hang about like this through probably Q1 of the following year and you'll see inflation come down organically some more on its coming and then just, I think it, it, you'll, it you'll just get some, to give it time. I think you'll get some artificial cuts probably March or April rolling into the election. But probably not much. No, I mean maybe a Carter. half to one, but I mean yeah. rates drop a half or 1%, what's it going to do? I mean in November before inflation popped back up with Christmas spending, I mean it dropped to half, and things were booming, especially. Well, they mentioned that
0: too. They said I, they were going to check on Black Friday, and they were going to check gonna on uh, Christmas as how much was being spent. Right. I think you'll see from let's call
3: it March or April next year, all the way to probably summertime or the last in twenty-five, you'll see a percent or percent and a half. But it's not about the rate in the payment. It's right. to his point where you buy. Like if you 100%. buy five twenty-five today and eighteen months rates are per, uh, one and a quarter cheaper. The five twenty-five is six hundred you're going to pick up 75K in your ROI and your wealth appreciation refi. Right. No big deal. But that's the opportunity PC mentioned that people have to not just focus on the rate and the payment. they got to look at the, the totality of buying a you house. You the people
1: need to focus on the payment because that's whether they can afford it or not. But but as you said, there's a bunch of, you know, low payments and you went and you bought yep. a house and you're, you're upside down it or you bought a multifamily building or an office right. building or whatever, you're, you know, you've got more debt on it than you've got value. Uh, right now is the opportunity to have value and equity. Um, but obviously, you know, you, you, people still need to make sure they can afford.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thing. And I yeah. mean, affordability is important, but it's, I mean, we talked about doing the buy downs. I mean, everything right. that I have, 40% of our clients have buy downs, two ones, three, two ones, they're getting sevens to five, sevens to four. It's a temporary 24 month window to keep affordability where they want, capture the opportunity, but also, you know, human beings have to understand like a house is a piece of the pie. you got expensive cars, you got credit cards, there's places to cut, to get relief. And if you're going to cut, Put it into the house you're going to make money off the house you're not going to make it on credit cards you're not going to having drinks there are a lot of slices where people can squeeze the affordability to make it happen on a house but the opportunity especially with you know two or three people i'm working with here our last three or four contracts have been two ones and three two ones right. all day but you got to be educated in that area so you have the best of both
0: good price good rate and payment affordability and that will bounce you into the refi boom um what about the ultra luxury market because most people uh, in those markets i'm assuming are paying cash Um, or doing a small amount of loan and doing a good amount of cash. So are you seeing the ultra-luxury market slow down? Because I'm seeing that stuff actually pretty much selling here if the house is nice. I almost look at it as like it's more the house itself that's
1: selling and not necessarily the market. Are you seeing that? That's interesting that you're saying that here in Dallas. We're not seeing that at all. Really? Uh, At all. I think that uh, you know when all of this started to happen, and I remember talking to my sellers that were selling ultra-high and luxury homes, um, and we started going into the, the inflation and that's the interest rate hikes and all of that stuff. Uh, um, the sellers were always telling me, yeah, but you know, the peop- the person buying my house is not going to be affected, right? They're buying in the cash, right? And they are for the most part, but the, 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 what, what I think people didn't realize, and uh, didn't count on, and it's very evident today yeah. uh, as we look at it backwards is that all of these people that are these buyers, this is not their only home. They've yeah, got three, four, five, six homes out there, okay. Yeah. And so they have no rush to buy. It's a luxury. It's a want. It's not a need, okay. Um, and all of these people, uh, um, the people that have money, are also you know they think to themselves, well, I'm gonna wait for the opportunity, right? This thing's gonna come down, so I'm gonna you know if I can buy something for ten today, I bet you I can buy it for seven and a half you know tomorrow right yeah. and they're going to wait for that to come down and so there's a big waiting game right now it's nothing to do with interest rates um that's but it's the, a waiting game they're it's not affordability it's 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 about being smart and again yeah people are you know they have their homes i mean sure. that's not like i mean yeah you know it's not like you know what price point is I mean, moving with no i have whatsoever? i have four homes okay like i i i You know, I'm not in a rush. I mean, I'd love to buy a house in Malibu. My wife said to me the other day, she goes, let's buy a house in Malibu. And I'm like, well, let's rent one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right. i go let's buy it in two let's buy it in a year <laughs> right there's no like you know. we're gonna we're, we're
2: gonna hit them when it's the right time yeah well we have a lot of transition to dallas with just so many
1: big companies so that's probably why we're seeing well yeah francia just boom. announced yeah. they're they're moving three thousand people you guys dallas. have uh, <laughs> uh, an immigration yeah. occurring, and that yeah. immigration Correct. is saving you right and that and, 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 and there's no mm-hmm. question about that right i mean i have I know companies in Los Angeles that have moved here Colony capital yeah um, bunch of big... Be- yeah, the opposite happening there we have the opposite <laughs> happening there we are yeah. taking them so <laughs> coming look it's still we still have a lot of people I mean we're not complete there you know but it definitely has 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 slowed down a lot. what what price point though are you seeing moving by the way very Aspen has well. also slowed down you know I, I, we we did an analysis of an Aspen right the Aspen year-to date uh year to date a year ago there was 3.7 billion dollars of Real estate the t- trade at hand, year to date today, meaning the same, you know, to end of end, end of August, yeah, right. Um, the the number is down to uh, something like one point nine billion dollars. So like a third. Okay. so you're looking at a forty percent, forty to fifty percent drop in transaction volume, and you know, we're still doing deals. But it's just—it's not—it's no longer three point six billion. It's yeah. two
0: billion. No, Chris is right? here. We were talking about it last night from Aspen, the uh, yeah. agency Aspen office. But you know, we just—we just sent a referral to um, Aspen for an eleven million dollar closing. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Nice. <laughs> I like it. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. But uh, what what price point in California is moving like water? No problem whatsoever.
1: Um,
0: five million. Think, you know, under three billion bucks. Okay so gone so pretty similar here i yeah. mean like honestly like the three to four million and less range is like if it's yeah. a nice house it's gone it's gone but if if you're talking about the ultra luxury here if the house itself is extremely nice and unique and may sell but the other stuff is sitting on the market for months and then price drops then maybe it sells or yeah, it doesn't the sell. Same everywhere right yeah. Now, yeah i mean Dallas market i think is not something where we you know are setting the bar by any means but i think we are definitely going with the wave of what's happening across America. The only difference with us, I think, is that we do have an inord- inordinate amount of relocation coming to Dallas. Yes. Whether it's companies, whether it's people, the last, uh, I'd say this year alone, I probably had 30 transactions closed that were re- relocations from people coming to Dallas for jobs, for just tired of being where they are, all kinds of uh, reasons and answers. So I think that's gonna continue because even though we're not as affordable as we think we might be, we are still getting a lot of people coming from other areas where the price points here are still more affordable than a lot of the other parts of parts of the country per capita for the same type of house. So we are out of time. We have uh, an, just had an amazing guest here. I'm so thankful, Bracey, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for everything you do. Uh, you have a very loyal company to you. Let's just put it that way. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for coming, Brian. Appreciate it, Trey. Good as always. Thank you. And we'll see you guys again on the Agency Dallas podcast behind the red mic.
1: Until the next time. Thank you.